Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the NSL's podcast. Hope you're all well who's watching along. I'm delighted to be joined by John and Franny. How are you both? Good mate. Oh good, good. now Steve that we've got it sorted. <laughs> I mean this, cha- this chat was going wild. There was someone come in there and said he's still a cardboard cutout. It's getting harsh in here Franny, it's getting oh, harsh. Oh, <laughs> no, but I, I mean... I, said, I looked like I was a cardboard cutout because it was like just sitting talking and <laughs> Just want to say a big, big hello to Lawrence Grandis Watson along again. Alistair, since you've been gone, 2012, which is Lanky67. We all know who it is. Ryan Kelly's in, Martin Kay's in. Russell Boyce was in at the start as well. We appreciate all your lovely comments about the start of the show. Uh, but can I, can start- I just say as well that, is that Lanky, since you've been oh. gone, that is absolutely class name. Uh, is a cracker, isn't it? Well done, mate. It's absolute ball. But, I mean, Celtic probably faced their most f- fatal fixture, John, here in the run- running at Dingwall. <laughs> Tough venue, Ralston saved his last time, last time in the 94th minute, went up there again, not apprehensive, but obviously we knew how tough it would be, they were unbeaten since they actually got beat by us, funny enough, Malky Mackay's done a decent job there, but all in all, as we always do, summary of the game, it was quite quite straightforward, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the stats, we're clearly dominating the game, possession stats-wise, it was all us, they didn't really look, if you were just... I think William was William was over. Uh, he, he wasn't able to watch the game, but he was looking at the stats, and I think he was saying because if you looked at it on the face of it, by and large we were completely dominant. But there was a few moments during the game where I was clenching a bit. <laughs> it was a, a wee, it got me a wee bit nervous. I will be honest. Yeah, it, it was one of them games as well. You, you look at it from the face of it. Dingwall usually wouldn't associate a friendly with a tough fixture, but obviously this season, as we always said at the start, we didn't really expect us to be here. People were saying they'd be in touch and distance. Now we're six points ahead. Potentially, going into this next game, we could go nine points. That's not look too far ahead, but that's the kind mm. of situation we're in. But how was that game for you? Yes, a wee bit similar to John. It was it was nervy watching, but I think the nerves, obviously, once that second goal went in, obviously it was late on, it just total calm, absolute calm. But I think it's just because we're that close to achieving what will be an absolute magnificent season, securing a, a League and League Cup double, just any wee bits in games, it just makes you more nervous, uh, more nervous than you probably should be. The anxiety kicks in because I've watched, obviously, I've watched the highlights a couple of times in the game and things like that. And like Joe Hart had not a save to make. It was, it was actually never in bother. But there was like take nothing away for Ross County. They, they had a wee period in the second half for maybe 10, 15 minutes where they they had probably had the lion's share of the, the possession, like not massively, but they were they, they were the more. They had the team the ball the most, but when you actually look at that, they done absolutely nothing with it. Like Carter Vickers, the staff at the back four were absolutely brilliant. They never really Joe Hart never had the safety make. But I think emotions were kind of getting the better of some of us boys on the chat, and that were just getting a wee bit, just a wee bit anxious, a wee bit anxiety in that. And then, never, like, like never. John was saying, like Wally's was over there in Naples, and he was like, "I'm shaking myself here because it seems like it's we're under the cost." But I think it was just. If one now it's all it's a horrible score one now even though it, like I say when you you look at it we, we were never in bother but it was just it's one now and until you get that second goal there's always the nerves and Dingwall was isn't an easy place to go to this season fun enough we were the, the last team to beat them at, at Dingwall so it's it's not a ground they lost many points on so it was it was a massive factor it's that cliche thing where Every game is as massive. It's a massive hurdle we've jumped, and that's just where we are at that stage of the season. 
Hundred percent. And Lanky sixty seven comes in here again with since you've gone twenty twelve. No matter what alias I use, how do you know it's me? You shites. Well, we're just smart. <laughs> but you're 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 creative. You're creative. I'll give you that. But in terms of the game, John, we'll just start at the start. We've seen Ross County kind of set their stall out quite early on. Lots and lots of heavy tackles, especially from Callahan at the first kind of thing of of, of the match. First fifteen minutes to twenty minutes. A lot of people saying he was kind of taking the lead from the what he's seen in the previous game, Alexa Lundstrom getting stuck in and. And, and our players, he done the exact same. He was on the tightrope that whole game. But is that not really enough in the ballers since we got the victory, or is it something to still kind of focus on us and sort out as a like a refereeing standpoint as well? Oh, I mean, the referee. I know. <laughs> 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 nah, I, 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 I will say this. I think that the the, the refereeing situation certainly needs to be addressed. I won't dwell on it too much, but I mean, I think just across the board, Scottish referees are absolutely abysmal and. It's not just against us, it's other teams as well, but it definitely needs to be addressed. In terms of actual Ross County's tackling against us and, and or the lack of punishment for some of them, um, I think that any, any sort of tackles like that as well, you need to be calling them out because like Callan, they're dangerous tackles and you're at risk of injuring players and for us at this stage of the season, getting injuries isn't ideal. You definitely don't want that in these final running games, uh, especially coming into this weekend, which is ultimately a decider and it's i mean i it, 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 it pisses me off I, like you know what i'm like when it comes to referee chat and that's why I asked and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 i'll go off but like uh, i I'll, I'll try and just keep it minimal the night <laughs> but it does need to be addressed i i thought some of the tackles were shocking uh Glad that we obviously came away with the three points, like we said earlier. It was but nerve-wracking at times because we were only up one nothing, and we've seen us in the past, um, like just silly goals for set pieces that just come out of nowhere. And there was always that, especially given how important those three points were uh, in these final f- f- five games. You, you, you're thinking to yourself, oh, the the worst thing that could happen right now is them equalise. Because the the longer the game sort of drew out, the, the the I think the more nervous we got because we know these things can happen. They they can go eighty minutes without having a shot on target, but only takes one. Um, and yeah. they were pressuring us a couple of times for 15, 20 minutes, as Francis says, and it was aye, a wee bit nerve wracking. But the, the, aye, fuck your referees. That- what <laughs> was a squeaky bum time, John? <laughs> I, I mean, you make a great I point. Was- the longer. I- yeah, the longer that game dragged out, Franny, you're kind of worrying. As, as John said, the usual set piece coming haunting us, but thankfully it didn't. Ross County were very aggressive early on. The Kamadas, Regan Charge Cook was getting in about, getting in good positions. The midfield was hassling ours. It was, it was, it was a tasty game, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? How did you feel about the start in, in terms of what Ross County brought to it? Because usually you would see them sit in, but they definitely Kamadas. Like, well, th- I'm fairness to Ross County. Like, sometimes teams, been, like, no disrespect, but I mean, just got a total disrespect and they've got to kind of they, like they will put the boot in for time to time they'll see what they can get away with like the Callaghan challenge it's a bad challenge but for me it was it was no more than a booking but it's just one of the ones where like going back to the the, the cup semi-final that's on the referee to stamp that out early doors in fairness he did uh, early he stamped out early at the Ross County game he booked Callaghan, Callaghan straight off the bat so he knew he could fly back into more challenges and stuff so uh, it was just it's it's one of the, that's the referee does that last week like what Boyce says it's it's a different game because Lundstrom hasn't keep got to fly into challenges it's one of them but yeah and to but 
more so like Mark McGee has done a good job at Ross County. They still got European aspirations. I think slim Malky aspirations. Malky oh, Malky Mackay. Oh, Mark McGee. It's because Mark McGee's just doing all the madness and stuff, getting naked, turning his heat enough, stabbing himself, it's just, just madness. So, aye, Malky Mackay's actually done a really good job up there. And like I said, Ross County have got European aspirations, so it was kind of a free hit for them because they just they could come out. They're they're not got to drop down any lower than the like they're not got to drop out the top six, so they'll know where where they are at the end of the season, so they may as well have a go to try and, well, they can, to try and get into Europe. So it played into your hands a bit, and like the first half, we could have been absolutely out of sight, absolutely out of sight. Kyogo should score that tap in with his, the rebounds. A couple of other ones, I, 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 he's unlucky, but apart from what you... <laughs> oh, aye. Oh, aye. Oh, I mean... <laughs> he loves it, Russell. He loves it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about McGee naked, and Boyce is thinking about folks boss, so... It's one of them. If, he, if he's watched the Boise Plus yesterday, you'll know, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I so I Ross County had a wee go, which was it, it played into your hands a wee bit. But obviously, when we, we failed to kill the game off. It it, it made it nervy the, the longer it went on. Yeah, I think as well, the way you said a free hit kind of demonstrated that really they're a club who really don't kind of push to the top six, they're in the European spots and. Or coming out or coming out, which is great to see. They wanted to see a team mm. sitting in against Celtic twenty four seven. So far, playing them for having to go. And Ryan Kelly kind of brings this up. That booking also prompted Ralston to win his next two challenges. Ones that were 50-50 shows as determination. That's a fantastic point. I thought Ralston mm. was excellent mm. against that uh, Ross County. But we'll move into some of the kind of the positive news about the game. The kind of vibe around it. And that's Kyogo John making his comeback, his first start. Even before we get this goal, just his importance for the team. You seen that, didn't you? Oh, absolutely, and I, I've I've loved seeing him come back. I think he's been missed. Uh, you seen it? I, I just by him at the end of the game as well. You know how like the Celtic fans when they go ah, up there, say thanks to the crowd. He kind of led that charge, and he, yeah. you can see how much he loves it. He, he just he loves it. He like he loves the adulation he's getting for the fans, and he loves that sort of the atmosphere and everything. He soaks it up. But he's fantastic. What a player he is! I, I, I love him a bit, and it's great having him back. And he showed. I think within the first. 20 25 minutes, he could have easily had three goals. Like, oh, he, easy, he, he, he had a great game. Uh, his goal, obviously, you said we'll touch on that, but obviously, he turned that well. And he had a few other chances, but he showed how important he is. And it's great when, when you're when you're losing a player, like we saw earlier on the season when we didn't have a Yakumakis and we didn't have a Kyogo, we were a bit struggling. But knowing mm. that he's back, especially with Yakumakis taking a knock, uh, it, it just showed how important he is to the team as well in terms of. Like the sort of morale, you can see that he, players feed off him and his energy, and having him yeah. and Dyson in the same team is fantastic. Yeah, I think him and Dyson are going to form some partnership once they get up to speed together. I think that's going to be absolutely mm-hmm. frightening. But you, you, you look at Kyogo coming back, Franny, and well, obviously the goal that will, will become the head here, but just back in the team, that kind of spark he gives you. And when players like O'Reilly, we signed him from MK Don, saying, saying and training, he hasn't seen a player with movement like him. It's just the kind of person he is, he's so humble, he's so respectful. As John said, he, he led that champ from the front. He's embodying Celtic Football Club at the moment. I'm not saying he's like a, a Celtic supporter, no way he get them silence, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he just definitely yeah. gives us all for the cause, doesn't he? It just it seems a proper, proper professional football player. And just, he always, it doesn't, he plays for the team and not for himself. But I think, I think you've got to credit Ange with that. I think that's the type of players he wants. There's no really any individuals in there. You just look at, 
like, well, you're the stat man, Stephen, but if you were on the ball, you'd be able to know all, there's a good spread of goals within the team and things like that. So, it's, yeah, it's, they're definitely team players more as, more than individuals. And you've seen it, like, Yakimakis has totally stepped up to the plate and we're all like, including myself probably, I mean, I probably still would pick Yakimakis on Sunday. Mm. But am I going to be against uh, Kyogo? Probably not. And I think that's it's a good thing right now because, like John said, we've not had the two of them properly fit and firing at the same time of the season. And what better... What better time to get them both fire and fit is for the last few games, and it's great yep. options to have. Him and Maeda look great at times like that. We won with the play that just it was a one touch football down the wing, and then Kyogo had the shot that went over the bar and stuff. That was that was just brilliant, just lightning quick between the two of them, just one touch passes. It was great. Uh, it's, uh, it's just uh, it's good to see Kyogo back. I think last Sunday looked looked a good bit off the pace, and then. Obviously, Sunday there he was. It, it looked more like his cell, like the player that we've we've seen. Yeah. Where he was, he was doing their runs, getting in their positions, and like you say, that header, that hang time was brilliant. Right. And then coming on to that goal, can I just as well? Sorry, just to touch on, uh, or rather, add to what Franny was saying. I think him getting that full game. I know Yakimakis being out injured isn't a great mm-hmm. thing, but we know he's coming back, which is fantastic. But Kyogo having that full ninety minutes uh, or that full game under his belt to, and getting that goal as well just to get his confidence back because like I said he's been out for a prolonged period and he's no we don't know what he, he get his match sharpness and everything back so I think that was absolutely crucial and like Franny says getting him and Yakumakis up to 100% fitness and up to full speed and uh, and being able to rotate they two I agree starting Yakumakis on Sunday but knowing that you've got a Kyogo on the bench who's getting to sort of his peak Fitness and, and he's got that goal under his belt and he's confident. Not time, not time for that topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, though. I, I mean, it, I'm just obviously alluding to the fact that it's just it's just great knowing you've got that off the bench because he's a fantastic yeah, player no. in his own right. You know, you still come just on. it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then they come in here. I, I think the grander who's who's match along sums the goal up perfectly. Johnny rose like a bird and picked his spot in the corner. Net. A brilliant ball in by Yada. I can also say, like, McGrandy, his wife Christine McGrandy, she's in hospital at the moment with a bad fall, broken arm. So just want to wish her well as well. And thankfully, you're watching along, Grandma. So hopefully, we keep you company. And in terms of, of the goal, John, it was a fantastic ball in by Yada, possibly finding the smallest man, bar Mieta, on the pitch. As Grandma said, he rose like a bird, picked a spot. Classy finish, wasn't it? I would do the least. I did not expect it at all. We've we've repeatedly said in this podcast in previous episodes, floating balls into the box when you've got a Maeda or a Kyogo leading the line is is silly because they're they're undersized and they're never getting up over bigger defenders. Ross County are a physical team, so you it's no something you would have expected. So I was surprised first and foremost, and I thought, but I how he found the space. He managed to. I don't know how he managed to hit the height he did. And he seemed to levitate there for a few seconds, uh, and and it connected with Larson esque. Uh, beautiful. It, it, I'm going. It, I'm going more Ronaldo esque. I was going to say. Ooh, I, I'm going but, bigger. It's because Ronaldo. It's just the height he I was surprised by, and the way he rose for it, and he met it. He connected with it perfectly. He seemed to, his hang time was unreal. I don't know how. I mean. We know he's not the biggest guy in the team. Like you said, he's quite possibly the smallest, but you wouldn't have known that with the way he jumped for that ball. That was beautiful. And Mr. Diet's back in here. 
I remember I followed his neighbours France. That was funny. <laughs> but he's back in. Kyogo will get a couple on Sunday if he sharpens his finish in Francis. And to be fair to him, like obviously he's a wee bit of ring rust. Building that match fitness up, he did miss a couple of sitters. Like the one-on-one with the keeper, he should have picked the corner and buried yeah. it. But that goal, the header, just catapulted us to that victory, in my opinion. It was just fantastic. And uh, like just said, it was a, a fantastic header. Like Callum McGregor's pass out to Yota is brilliant as well. Like everything about that goal was brilliant. Uh, I think it was Taylor won it. No, Starfield won it, won it out wide, I think. Uh, and the defence just gave it to McGregor. He pings the ball out to Yota. And Yota just kind of cut the wee jinx in, inside and out. And just, he, get, like, he gets a great dip on a cross. I, like, I think it's a wee bit underrated how good a crosser Yota actually is. The way he sort of just curls it and it dips down and stuff. And obviously Kyogo's movement just to get in between the middle of the two centre-halves. And the ball... The ball pretty much makes it just how he's it's where he needs to be. And great leap, great, great header into the corner. Keeper, absolutely no chance. But uh, it, it should have, I think, if he gets his sharpness, he'll score more goals. Like, like you said, that one and one, he should have scored. He's offside one that turns out wasn't offside, so he's, he's kind of been denied a goal. Then he obviously he scuffs the one that actually hits the bar. It was that was yeah a he did that's a difficult chance. I'll, I'll let him away with that one and then the one two one I, I I'm going to cut cut him some slack with that. I thought that was a difficult chance. I felt we should have hit the target, but I felt that was a wee bit of a difficult chance. He definitely should have scored the one and one. There's no denying that. Like, but but he yeah, was absolutely. Oh, I was exactly. He was dynamite. Boy, take us back. Come back in here, John. No, we'll do. We we'll open the pack of the biscuits. We'll take a few bites now. And that's kind of topic, right? Why does it have to be a Hugo? Or Chaos, uh, Jack and Marcus, he likes to call them. I think that's a good name. Start both as well as Mieta and Chada and remove the number 10. Zero pressure us, go for the throats. What do you think about that? I mean, I would love to see it. I just can't see Ange doing it. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it, but I, I mean, we've touched on this previously as well, and I'm sure Boise would agree. with it, the, the, the way that Ange sets up his team seems to be set in stone. That doesn't seem to be changing. He's no sort of deviated for that at any point that I can remember since he's came in. Um, but having these guys and, and knowing that you've got that sort of rotation, you could essentially start, uh, you're dropping somebody though, like Jota, for example, or dropping in Abada, but having a, a Jackie Marcus, a Kyogo and a Maida leading the line as your front three and, and any sort of combination, I think, but it just, again, it, it, it sort of testament to the depth and the level of depth that we've got in the squad at the minute. Like I say, it's, it's, we're spoiled for choice, and the fact that we can have these discussions, I think, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, aye, boy, say I do. I, I would love to see it, mate. I just can't. See it, I mean, I think I agree with you there, John. I think if Boss Lacoli wanted to do something like that, Franny, he would already try it. Obviously, it's a, a great luxury to have in terms of having Kyogo Yakamak is fully fit. You could do that 4 2 4 type formation to just go all in attack, mm-hmm. obviously. But mm-hmm. where do you stand that? Me personally, yes, I would like to see it. But as I think I'm on the side with John here, which is very rare. I just don't believe that'll happen. <laughs> I think it's it's the same opinion all around here. Like, I, it's Postacoglu seems set on this sort of 4 3 3 kind of formation. So I can't I can't see him deviating for whether you could potentially put Kyogo, Yakamakis, and uh, uh, Maeda up. As a front three, but obviously that's meaning you're you could potentially even drop Kyogo into the ten. I don't know how well he would. I thought about that. He yeah, yeah, yeah. could maybe play as a ten, keeps it up for the four three three type thing, and maybe play Kyogo as a ten. So, like John said, it's it's great options. There. It's a great way to debate. I would I would love an old school four four two type idea for 
time to time, just like you said, big chaos up front with with Kyogo that I think would be absolutely brilliant sometimes. But it's four four two is just not the fashionable formation these days, is it? It's, you've got to go these four three threes, four two one threes, whatever the number is. Three five it's, two. Ah, uh, it's got to be. It's got to be fashionable. Nobody seems to. It's not cool to do four four two anymore. But I, I would love to see it for time to time. It just, Anne's just seems seems set on these four three three type formation. Yeah, and again, Boise's back in here. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. <laughs> He's coming. My concern has become become predictable for tactic. I mean, what I would say to that is, if we were predictable, people or in the SPFL would have already tried to figure us out. I think Postecoglou can adapt. I've seen other people saying he has no plan B, but when you see when it clicks, there's no team in the domestic football that can live with us. And mm-hmm. yes, I, I do believe sometimes a variation in a tactic as you said, Franny, if you change that to a four four two, if you're struggling, put the tall one up with a wee one. Do you know what I mean? But what do you think about that, John? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, like I say, we've not seen Ange really deviate for sort of plan A at this point, at least from what I can remember. Um, but I, I, I mean, it, it, it's like I said, it's an interesting conversation to have. And again, you could say it is somewhat predictable, but what the element, the unpredictability, I guess, within that is that you've got a player, like you might set up a team to cover Jota on the left and then we switch him to the right. Or Maeda on the left, and we put him through the middle. I mean, the fact mm. that we can rotate these guys through various different positions within that setup is unpredictable, and I think that causes problems as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And do you agree, Franny? Ah, uh, so, yeah, very much. So it's just you can play guys in various different positions and stuff. Yeah, the the setup will be the same, and the style of play will be the same. So, in that sense, I understand that we can come up a bit predictable, but then. If you're changing personnel and try to keep it fresh with maybe new signings, that's slightly changing it up. I, I know that's again. I think what Boyce is mere talking about is the system, how we're set out to play. So, who the personnel is to an extent shouldn't really matter. We should teams should know the way we're going to set up and how we're going to play. So, I think it could be a concern. But then you look at teams like Liverpool and Man City. I know they're like two of the best teams in the planet right now, but everybody knows how they're going to play. I don't yeah. know many teams can deal with them, so maybe Angie's just try to do something similar to that, which I would be more than not obviously putting on as a pedestal how they're going to play, but it's two teams that everybody knows how they're going to play, but really to really anybody can compete with them. Hundred percent. And this week we won for you, John. Hi, John. Your granddad took me to my first Celtic game, and your granddad was some player himself. We've got a family yeah. trivia there for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I've, my dad's always told me that. I mean, my as we know, this is off topic, but my granddad died before I was, I was born. Say, I never was, got like, that in the topics list. <laughs> he was a really young man himself when he when he passed, unfortunately. But I I've heard all the stories about him uh, as a footballer, and I've seen the pictures. It, it, my great uncle Lawrence is in here. Obviously, nice to speak to you. But the can you confirm what what was the team that he played for? Because my dad's got a photo, and they can't remember the team. But it's my granddad's in that, and I've got a couple of trophies sitting in front of them, and they look like they're wearing hoops. Just interested to know what team that was because my dad can never remember. He'll be back pretty soon with that one, John. Don't worry. <laughs> and then, Franny, th- this is interesting. I think this is a great point. Paul Dad back in here again. Don't worry about it. Not anything wrong. I can't get looking now. Now, this is bringing me on to Jada. Nice wee side note here. Dad, thanks very much. And you, you look at Jada, we all kind of said that he was off form, which he was, but he came back with a banger at Dingwall. Lovely assist, and he got the, the last goal, which pretty much up, uh, wrapped up the game for us at, at Ross County. But Abada and Jada on that right-hand side, if Mieta's playing on the left, 
it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? That's that's a position where you're going. Yeah. About as basically yeah. our second top goal scorer, eleven assists or whatever it is, and I don't think he's even included in the the young player of the year awards with the Scottish FA. No. I have madness no. if he's no. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying it's madness if he's no. But where where do you stand with the, the Jada thing? Can you drop Jada and play a it? It's it's a bit. <laughs> I, I suppose you can. It's it's one of the what one of the ones I would I would not be against at the end of the day because okay, you can't argue with what Abada's done and equally like to say Jota had he wasn't performing at the standards we know he can perform and stuff and obviously at the weekend they turned on a really good performance and hopefully he kicks on for the, the remaining games of the season but I do kind of agree as fair with Abada <laughs> an extent we've almost I wouldn't say we forgot about him but it's he was a superstar like as, last month I think we've got to remember He's nine. Well, he's twenty now. He came in when he's nineteen. I feel he's a wee bit, a wee bit streaky than now. He's he'll go through periods where he's absolutely on fire. Then he'll kind of go off the boil a wee bit. But I put that down to experience. He's a winger, still only twenty year old and stuff. Similar to Yota, who's a wee bit slightly older than that. I just think wingers at a young age are a wee bit streaky at times, and they will go through periods where they just look, they just don't perform as well as well as they can in that. Without actually looking at it, I think if you actually had to really look at a badder, it probably goes goes on periods where he'll score a few goals at every three, maybe scoring three or four games or something, get a few assists in there, then he'll he'll add to he'll add none of that for the next three or four games and suddenly just go on it. So it's uh, it's probably as purely about a badder, but then it all, I think it all goes back to the how how good the squad is right now. It's one yeah. of the ones. It's it's no bad thing. I just think. The two him and Yota, two they're two young wingers. They tend to be streaky at that at that age until they mm. develop and really proper understand their position. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what I'm going to do, John, right now, don't you? I mean, Uncle John's out. We're all out in fort. The Thomas is <laughs> right here. And he just, says, "Sorry, I'm just going to watch the football, right? You just tell me when he's around me." He said, "He said, sorry, but Jonathan is the player I see. You guys see when I seen him. Yes, he's good against smaller teams, but against bigger teams, he just doesn't do it for me. Think that's a a fair comment." I mean, lately he's been off the boil. Lately, I don't think there's any sort of we, we can really disagree that uh, maybe the past six or seven games he's not been the kind of player that he was earlier on in the season. But I think that's a wee bit a wee bit overreactive. Um, it's I, he's I, coming I, I still, for you. <laughs> I still think Jota's a player, and we've seen what he's capable of. And I, I mean, I don't think that obviously he's going. To, any player performs better against a smaller team, but he, he showed. Uh, that he's 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 a capable player, and I think he's still got a lot to offer. And he's only going—he's still a young guy as well, and he's only going to develop. And Benfica wouldn't be interested in offering him a new contract or keeping him if they didn't see potential either. So, yeah, I hundred percent I agree with that. Like, Can I, I just want to add as well uh, what uh, Francis was saying uh, about the whole Abada Jota situation because obviously we started Jota initially playing on the left. Now we've got Maeda sort of starting there. Jota's been switched to the right. Abada's kind of been pushed out the team. But again, it, it, it plays into that whole thing about the squad depth and knowing that if 60, 70 minutes down the line, you've got an Abada who can come on is fantastic because we, we've got we've got strength in just about every single position. Yeah, I agree. 100% squad rotation. Rotation, rotation, rotation instead of location. location <laughs> of better breath. But I think this clears it up for you. It was our local FC called the Standard. They cleaned up over here. So there you right, go, Joe. Okay. I'll let my dad 100%. <laughs> but look, see, see in terms of that game, come to yourself, Ronnie, first again for this. An- another final win, right? 
And people are saying the title race is over, but do you think that victory against Ross County does seals it? I mean, I, I, I said after the win at Ibrox, it sealed it, so uh, I'm still on, that, still on that ship, Stephen. I don't... We have to drop points in three games out of four. I just... Mm. I don't see how... I don't see how we lost the league for here. We're on... What's that? 28 games in the league unbeaten. Drew four and won uh, 24. I nearly got my maths way wrong there. Uh, so, I just... Looking at that form, how I, I don't see how you lost. Uh, you don't not you need to loss uh, three games, but I don't see how you drop points in three games out of four with that sort of record. So it's as uh, for me, the league has done. It's just mathematically, it's not done. But in my head, I just I'm just waiting, waiting for the party. But equally saying that, I'm still getting totally, totally nervous watching the football because it's just I just I feel we're that close to it. I just, mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> Alistair Jack comes in, 78 points out of 86. I know that's a great return. And I think, John, I've seen, obviously, a lot of like these things been posted on social media about the decades and stuff and who's won the most. I think bar one decade from the fifth, the 50s right up to now, bar the 90s, Celtic have won more leagues. I think, now, I think I've seen that on Twitter today. Someone's probably going to come oh, back. Big I've, seen it, I've seen it as well. Mm-hmm. Aye, you know what I'm all about. But it just kind of proves our dominance in a domestic setting from even... 2000 up till now, I think we've won, but well, they've won five, I believe, or something like that. We've won the rest. It's it's just a great record, isn't it? If we if we get this over line, Touchwood. No, obviously. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's not much I can really say. If, if listen, I, I've no seen. You'd have to go back and look at that. I don't believe everything I read on online. Oh, uh, I, I like I like to do a bit of fact checking myself sometimes. So when I seen it, I was surprised. Um, it it doesn't seem like complete like it's completely made up. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I don't see why it's not true. But listen, the most important, regardless of all that, actually, like the most important thing is just wrapping things up this year and adding to that. Yeah, and then getting in the bounty for the Champions League at forty million quid. And there's a newcomer to the show. I, I believe I haven't I seen just... this. Sorry, I haven't seen ahead. this name before. Sorry. Alex Craig. Uh-huh. This is the most football Chad has played. Add to the fact he's injured and not a surprise of the swarmers with Patsy. Totally That's agree. a valid totally point, agree. by the way. I was going to say as well, it, it's funny because we've obviously, like, we've, we've all said it at the same. So you go back and listen to us last season. Well, we're, we started this podcast, it was absolute shite because every week we were talking. <laughs> all right, John. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't mean don't podcast, that. I don't mean the podcast itself, obviously, but I'm talking about the content because. We weren't getting the results, and it, it, it was a wee bit. You were like listening to it, and you're going, "It's just we never had much to really celebrate or cheer about." And then we had all that nonsense with the manager situation. Anne's coming in, and then I was thinking it's going to take a couple of years, if anything, to rebuild. If you were offered at the start of the season, would you take what we've got, a league cup, and like Francis says, mathematically it's not wrapped up, but I think the league's done. So if you'd have said you win the league in the league cup. At the start of the season, you'd have ripped the hand off whoever offered you that. And it's funny because I've been seeing Rangers fans. I just wanted to add this in because it made me laugh. But I've been seeing Rangers fans that are saying, in all fairness to them, they've done well in the Europa League. But they've seen that if they were offered at the start of this season to 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 make no no get any further than this, so let's just establish that to make a Europa League semi final and to make a Scottish Cup final, that they would take that over a league and cup double. Champions League football next year and a forty million windfall, 
it just it's hilarious. <laughs> Whatever helps us sleep at night, John. <laughs> it just shows you that this, this is this is how hot they are, though. And it, oh, it, like it, it's oh, it's, it's your coping mechanism. You do it the opposite way about it. it's it's one of the ones. It's what you do to cope with. It's you 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 know the league's all but done, and it's you just try and make up excuses to make yourself feel better. At the end of exactly, the day, exactly, exactly. 100%. And Alistair Jack sums it up here for me. 15 to 6. That's a fantastic record. And we'll kind of we'll dip our toes into the Derby game. The clincher could be the final one to wrap up the league, even though I believe it's already wrapped up. But just to beat them at a parkhead and just be like shoving up you, John. And Keogh or Jack and Mac, we've talked about it a bit, but let's kind of confirm it. Who are you going with and why? Uh, Jack and Marcus, because I think we missed him uh, in the, la- the cup game. Uh, I think his presence was missed. Uh, he, he, he sort of listen. It's going to be a physical game, and you can need that. Um, and somebody like with his stature leading the line, he can hold the ball up. He can bring other players in. We've seen he, he's good at getting on the end of the balls as well, because we, we we obviously like playing balls into the box. So yeah, I think Yakimakis is important for me. I would also I would start O'Reilly ahead of Rogic and. I would maybe even start Tombo ahead of Hatati, just because Hatati's obviously blowing his ass at the minute. And he said it himself. He's like, you can see he's a wee bit off the pace than now. He had a decent game against Ross County, but he, he's, he said he's knackered. And this, again, like Maeda, he's just come back for a full season in Japan. He's like, just give him a rest. But, but I, and based on the last game, Rogic has kind of been off the boil the past couple of games. I think he's saying as well, he's feeling homesick and he might just need a wee break or I was reading that's the case anyway and he might just need a wee break and that might be playing into it as well. So I would I would start O'Reilly and Jack and Marcus. Yeah, 100% and ground us back on a great point here, Franny. Don't go by the hand and performance will be a different team this Sunday. That's hope because I believe we will. And get into it, you look at it, Kyogo obviously come back first start in a while. Absolutely fantastic. Gets his goal, proves vital for the team. Yagamakis comes on, obviously does his usual kind of bustling himself. And where where do you stand? Me, I'll give you mine first. I, I would go with Yagamakis. I'm with I'm with John. I'm with John. This one again. Jeez, oh, two for two. <laughs> I, I just I just believe that the game of Parkhead, especially, he bossed the centre halves. He kept him occupied, brought other players into play. Kyogo offers you a different dimension. Obviously, he can come off the bench, or even if he starts, I don't know, maybe on the left or the right, whatever. Postacoglu is a mastermind of all that. He'll figure it himself. But me personally, Yagamakis. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm I'm going Yakimakis as well. Uh will I be surprised that if Kyogo plays? Probably not. I think he's I think he's my well, I don't know if he's his favourite one, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Kyogo starts. But personally for me I would start start Yakimakis, just like you said, you said he's, he, he occupies the defence. He's got that physical presence to to bully them as well and re- and then he also gets into, always gets into great positions. Like the uh, even at Ross County, he was he was unlucky not to score the one that you mm-hmm. obviously knocked in and stuff. It just it always seems to find that wee extra yard gets him gets in front of the defender. Just always seems to manage it. So I for me, I would I'd be starting Yakamakis and get a good sixty minutes out of him. Defenders knackered and Kyogo comes on. It's not, <laughs> bad it not, bad, not a bad position. No. Alistair Jack, he agrees. GT up top. I think that's kind of unanimous. Obviously, if Kyogo was fully match fit, playing 15 I reckon games, I'd, you would I reckon I'd still be Yakimakis, mate. Really? Yeah. Really? So I, in this game. In this game. By the way, that, that, it's another point again. If, if, he does, if he does start Kyogo, you've got Yakimakis coming after Brenchway, 
20 or so minutes left to and bully a tired I'd be, knack- be knackered with running. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely puts us in a much stronger position yeah, yeah. having both of them available. Put it like yeah. I'm not going to comp- well, If it's Kyle or Jack and Marcus through the middle, I'm not complaining what one starts. They're both quality in their, in their own ways. Like, mm-hmm. and obviously, the people here at Watson will obviously cover this game more extensively on our Friday podcast. But to go into the game, John, worries, any kind of nervousness or from the team selection or even a personal feeling from yourself? Is there anything that kind of worries you from the game coming up here at all? And then, I, would, I mean, don't be like, no, 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 but any, just anything. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't say worried per se. I still think that we're the better, I still think we're the better side. I still think we're the stronger side. I think that the performance uh, at Hamden was a blip. I mean, it's as poor as I've seen us play and we let them dominate midfield for the majority of the game. I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, the, the biggest concern for me is losing Juranovic. Um I still have every confidence that Ralston's going to be able to come in and play that position and do a job. But having Juranovic out is definitely a concern because you need his sort of pace. And what he brings other stuff to the team as well. Not just goals and assists, but uh, I think he'll be a loss. But and, and, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, nah, nah, nah. Because I, I uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm confident. And I have every reason to be confident. And I don't... I, like, what kind of good is it going to do is if we start doubting whether or not we're capable <laughs> on Sunday so I am confident mate it's not more about being capable I'm coming across is there anything that kind of uneases you because we've seen the last game while it might have been a blip they did kind of they ran the game the beat us like Bassi was kind of nullified or, or attacking threats and they were just all overs in a sense we didn't match that kind of physicality Francis and it's something not concerning me but it's something I think Posta Caldwell probably has and he, he, as I said he's a mastermind he's probably addressed it we tweaks here and there. Is there anything from your opinion that you kind of go, hope that gets sorted for this game? Well, I suppose Rangers might take a bit of confidence for the, the semi-final because ultimately they won the game, but it was after extra time, well in extra time. So if you want to, I know it's a bit of a moot point, but essentially we drew that game if it was a, a league game. So we played pretty poor and still essentially came away with a point, so to speak if you want to look at it in that sense, but I just, with everything that's at stake, I, I don't, I don't envision any, any real issues, I don't, because what we know, Postal Cogle will probably have it drilled into him all week, Carl McGregor, Joe yeah. Hart, probably the same, saying, what, obviously not being mathematical, but if we win the game, it's nine points with 90 play, but what we're on the, the cusp of achieving, if we get a positive result, I think that will drive a lot of players on. There'll, there'll be a wee bit of adrenaline. We'll maybe give them an extra five, five percent, ten percent worth of fitness in that. So I think for me, no, because all the all the pressure is on Rangers. All the pressure is on Rangers. They need this day. They need a, like a draw is useless for them. Absolutely useless yeah. for them as well. They need to win. Cause if they do win, it puts a big element of doubt in their head because it's it's down to three points with three to play. Yeah, you know. You can't really afford to loss any you really need to start winning games. So for them they, they need to come out, which could play into our hands because it will open up spaces and stuff. But wait with what what's on uh, what what's there to be won and what's there to be lost, I think it plays in our favour. And the fact that Balligan's going to be out. So it's it's a player there missing Ramsey who hasn't really hit set Heather on fire, but he's a, he has a good player in his day, and he's showed it in a couple of games recently that he has a it could be an influence. And then Kimar Roof as well is is missing, so 
then missing some some players as well, which is mm. is not ideal. So I just I've written everything gives me confidence that we'll get the result that we want to be for me to celebrate with two wins on Sunday because my missus is away to Liverpool for the weekend. <laughs> You're on the movies, <laughs> Another new bear, name that's come in here is Bear in mind as Nicola. well that we're at, we're at home. I think Nicola's ah, exactly. side to Glasgow. Welcome ah, in, I mean, Nicola. Well, welcome in, Nicola. Thanks for joining us. Came away with a point, heard it all night laughing. I mean, if you're laughing, you're having fun, so fair enough. Uh-huh. But yeah, what we will say, John? I was just saying, just remember as well, we're, we, we, we're in the driving seat, we're at home. They're, as Francis says, they're missing players as well. We're definitely got a stronger team going into the game. And I, I think, like I think James says, that with, with the crowd behind us, we'll do them. I completely yeah, agree. I, I just hope we put a, a board up the, the arch up and he cinch all the way around it. And don't tape it up just to, like, no, just, just to cinch it. Every advertisement board. Do you know what I'd like to see? The, 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 the entire. Aye, just the entire Aye, North Stand or something. Just, Aye, just a big Tifo, cinch. a big cinch Tifo. <laughs> <laughs> just to annoy them, man. Just to annoy them. The we'll, we'll put it like we'll put Glasgow Derby along the, the billboards and Aye, who's <laughs> all that kind of thing. Like... That? Aye. Anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just a group position to put ourselves in and I think we can all echo that. I mean, Postacogna for me, he's done a fantastic job. And just a wee side note, John, to kind of end the show, the support up in Dingwall were absolutely fantastic from start to finish. The way they got behind the team, the pulling them through that game. And I heard someone describe it like a, a carnival atmosphere. I can't remember if that was it, Russell Boyce himself after one of his uh, post-match piss shows, which were quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. But he, he did say something along those lines. But what, what do you think about the support this season? It's been excellent. Like It's always excellent. And I, the, the tra- I think Celtic's travel and support has been fantastic, and especially this season because we've been needing it. I, I mean, I don't really know what how much you want me to add to that. I, mean, <laughs> I fair play to them. They're, I mean, to 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 take the trip all the way up north uh, is is quite. I, you got to applaud them. And, and yourself, Franny, what do you think about that? Ah, uh, no, Sam and John, you've got to like. The, the support has been absolutely fantastic this season, especially, especially well, obviously at home it's been great, but especially away from home as well. Like times where it's maybe, especially in the early season where it was, it was not, it was a wee bit nervy at times. But Apostle Clock was still obviously trying to implement his style. Players were still trying to find his feet. Every game, I don't, I can't remember any game where the fans have turned on the players. Essentially, they've always, they've always had their support, and even like Sunday, they know they're close. There's no point in the fans getting nervous when things, although like we touched on the, the Ross County game, when you look at it in isolation, but we're never really looking like lost in that game. But obviously you get, we were getting nervous maybe sitting in the house watching it. So you maybe expect the fans who are there witnessing it live, feeling it, or maybe get more nervous and stuff. So it's it's good that they've not got nervous, which can then sort of transmit onto the, the team and stuff sometimes. If you a wee slack pass and the fans are like oh groaning and getting on them, so uh, it's been great that just the the fans have stuck with the team for every minute yep. of the game that I can remember. Anyway, they've been absolutely immense. And, and Nicholas back in here weren't excellent last year. You're 100 right, Nicholas. Again, there were three meltdowns last year. Was yeah, there was. 100%. We had a few on this podcast. You can, <laughs> you can go back and listen to them if you want. They're actually very entertaining when you listen back to them. And then Mr. Dad back in. Hart, Taylor, Starfelt, CCV, Ralston, Cal Mack, Roger, Katate, Diala, Mira, Kyogo, 
for him. Brian Kelly, I'm in the DMAC as the start camp, <clears throat> but in Kyogo's events, with the fact there are massive home support behind him, if he's starting up top instead, what do I, you think about that? I, as I say, yeah. I, I, I would, I'm with him, I would go with Jackamakis, but if Kyogo's starting up front, I'm not against it, Stephen. I'm absolutely not against Aye, it right now. I would agree. And I, I think, yeah. and that, whoever you start, just knowing that the other one's available to come off the bench mm-hmm. is, is a massive plus. I am not starting one because the other one's injured or whatever. It's both, both are clearly fit. I'd take them all yeah, right. I, hope that, I just hope there's no tackling and training this week. <laughs> just nothing. Just Aye. no training. Passing. Just pass it to each other. Not even running. Just pass it. Pass James it. comes in. Great talk again. That's not the end, James, because we're moving on to a badly kind of quiz that I just conjured up the last two minutes of a self so. <laughs> Why do we do this when I'm on? <laughs> because it's fantastic. The entertainment factor is brilliant. I mean, it's win-win for me because we know going into it, I'm going to lose, but if I win... <laughs> well, right. If you win, you have to, you have, you have to do a Mark McGee and get naked. Naked. That's not happening. <laughs> right. So we'll crack on, obviously. Quiz time, no, people no, in the unless comments. You, pay me. <laughs> you, John, off the comments. Get oh, off aye, them. Aye. Oh, aye. How do I know Get you on something. How do I know Get you on something else. And you too, Franny, off your phone. You need I can see you. Aye. I'm just <laughs> trying to get I'm trying to get the viewing numbers up. See my <laughs> No, but fair enough. Um what's this here? Yeah. Could have sworn that the Derby the Derby build up was meant to be Friday night. Oh well, we'll start a wee bit oh, early. Yeah. We've got plenty of Plenty You'll get into much more detail on Friday, I'm sure. Surely Anthony's <laughs> on on Friday, eh? <laughs> right, the quiz. <laughs> Five questions, first of three, between Franny and John. Are you ready? Yeah, I suppose so. Question one. In which season did Celtic first compete in the Champions League group stage? 2006. No, Franny. Uh, 0304? Both wrong. Two thousand and one, did a two thousand two ah, season. season. They beat. They defeated Ajax three to an aggregate to qualify Aye. for the group stage. I was in Benidorm in the Shamrock Bar watching that game. <clears throat> I well, don't help you, does it? Question <laughs> two. No, no, not one bit. <laughs> Question two. Which was the only trophy Celtic won in two thousand? The Scottish Cup. League Cup. Yeah, John's got it. That's one Scottish ah! League Cup. This was the only. Was it the whoa. League Cup or the Scottish Cup? Scottish League Cup. This was I the only it. trophy the C- of, the, C- of the... the CIS Insurance Cup, or was it the, the Scottish FA? John got it. John got it. All right. Doug Leeson Barnes, they won it. Love them guys. <laughs> question, question three. Who was Celtic's first ever manager? Well, I mean, one each. How long was he in charge for? Forty years. Oh, oh, that was a great No, forty-three. Oh, oh. wow, we John. I was never <laughs> there. Like that was a I great just, shout. Look, very close. I knew, I knew, I, I knew that he was there for like he was nah. he was longest serving. I knew he was there for quite a while. Oh. Oh, all right, he's all hosting. Right. He's hosting. Give him respect. <laughs> oh, shot caller. Uh, you've done your shift this week. 
Right, still one each. Still, shut up, Franny. You think? Still one each. <laughs> Question four: Lubo was brought to Celtic from which German club? Oh, you've asked us a four. I know I have. And I was on. There's, no, there's only so many Celtic <laughs> questions in the world, Franny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you've got many more. Because <laughs> I don't think Mia John's getting this one. Lubo was brought to Celtic oh. from which German club? Comments, come on, get involved here. Freiburg. Freiburg. Oh, no, no, no. Franny. Just guessing, game. Nah, I've just got to say Hanover. I know it's no Hanover. No. MSV Duisburg. Aye. Right. And according to this kind of list of questions, this is an easy one. Would Celtic manager sign Lubo Mirajovic? Yes, I think they lost. Franny got it 2 1. 2 1. Right. <laughs> what question be on nice six, I think, isn't it? Oh, no, no, it's 2 1. No, no, ah, it's 2 1, sorry. Who scored the only goal? Of the game when Celtic defeated Rosenberg at Celtic Park in a group state match in October 2001. Mark Burchill? No, Franny. Right. Alan Thompson. Oh, he gets it out of the bag! 3 1. Alan Thompson. Worst fair play, dude. A worst pain. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm balling. There's Alistair Tack and Monty went with Larson. Nope. Thompson's the right one. Alistair and Franny's got it. I tell Franny you, Alistair's quick on that Google, is he? No. Oh, he's no. quick. He's quick. The big man is quick. But in terms of the podcast, <laughs> that's us finished, guys. Alexa, have you enjoyed this one? <laughs> <laughs> have you enjoyed this one? Ah, it's been, ah, it's good, been good. It's been good. It's getting, it's getting fun times. It's getting close. Minus yeah, the quiz, it's, I enjoyed that. Eh? It's getting close to being getting... a really good podcast. 100%. What do you mean getting close? It was a really good podcast. You take oh, that... just, I can't wait till it's official. <laughs> the party will be insane. Ah, Beers will be flowing. <laughs> I hope we, I hope we but, play that as well if we beat them on Sunday. Oh, could you imagine the scenes? Oh, love it, love it. Oh, but I mean, I just want to point to the comments again. That the reactions been great from everyone watching. Just to mention a few names: Alzer, Jack, Monty, Jed, Rank, Kelly. Everybody names are just flying from my head right now. The Boise boss was on Nicola, at one point. And Nicola, 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 yeah, thanks for joining us. It was great to have you on board. But in terms of the show, guys, in terms of the podcast, until Friday when we talk about the, the Derby game more in depth, everyone who's watching and listening on catch up, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>